Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of There Will Be Dungeons. We do these on the monthly so that you are fine uh, supporters over at therewillbedungeons.com. Get what you paid for, bonus content and art in the mail and other cool things. If you're getting this a week later, then you know why you're getting it late because you didn't belly up. So head on over to therewillbedungeons.com right now and get details on how to do it. Let's kick it off. As always, Kristen's got a big list of questions in front of her. We're going to throw them out there and see what we get. Kristen, take it away. All right. First one. We're going to start off on a little bit of a downer, but then bring it back up real fast. What choice in-game do you regret the most now? I'm going first because it just happened. My biggest regret is I told a truncated version of my much broader epic Solar Mind's tail. Yeah. It's way truncated. Like there's so much more to it. And all of it is stuff that I need to kind of have in front of me so I can refer to it. And I didn't do any of that. So I kind of winged it and did a shelled version of it, which is like, yeah, okay. An uprising. And I left it kind of at that and some basic tenets of what happened. Oh, don't don't regret that. I don't regret it. It's just, I don't, that's the thing is I don't really regret much about any of the campaign. So the only time I've ever felt even a pinch of it was today was for that. So okay. and you and you might well, go, you know, well, there's a hard thing d- for your character to do. So I think it makes sense for you to feel that way because your character would probably feel that way too. Like I did not like this, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, the problem yeah. with Nash is he does all sorts of things, but I don't regret any of the dumb things he does, like licking frogs and kicking his wiener and all that stuff is all stuff. I'm proud of to be part of the canon. And Checks out. Yeah, and I've never done anything that I didn't. I never regretted like putting those guys to sleep and they fell out of the balcony and, cu- and died. Like that was that's fine. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't you regret, regret it. the guy you tripped and killed. Oh that's, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what about everybody else? If somebody, everyone else has to have something they regret, right? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably. Um, I don't know. I think as a player, I'm. I've been fine with most of the things I did. I think probably me, the player behind the game, uh, there was one time we were fighting black puddings and I let my frustration with the fight make a bad decision that nearly got hope killed. Mm. And that would have been a case not of Stanley or RP, but of me as a player causing problems for another. And I, I regret that, you know, nobody said anything, but that was something that I thought in the moment. And 
So that would probably be the only thing I can really think of personally that I regret. You, you don't regret indulging in the pleasure of when a lady salt bubbles fine ladies? Wait, what? Remember when you, you went to go see Talia in the uh, yeah. in the Buxom Confederate and then Lady Salt Bubble had her business just next to it? I can't remember what yeah. we called it. Yeah, there was, you know, there were many stuff. ladies of various persuasions. Family didn't hook up with anyone. I feel, I feel like you had an opportunity to have sex with an orc. I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get I right mean, to it. Are you asking if Stanley regrets that or if I regret that? <laughs> that might be two different either, either or. Either or. Uh, I, I, John probably, I, there are times when I look at Stanley, right? And I go, man, I wish I was playing a more typical bard, you know, like Dandelion. Kind of skeezy, yeah, a little more dandelion. Mm-hmm. There are times where I just get tempted and want to go down that path, and so, yeah, I, I there is a part of me that when everybody's like, "Hey, John, you, Stanley, you sleep with so many ladies," that I <laughs> wish that that had been the character and that's the path I had gone with. But yeah. uh, no, I think Stanley's happy with the choices he's actually no, he's terribly unhappy with all the choices he's made. I probably would have indulged to a fault, so it's probably best that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But seriously, though, didn't you guys um, feel bad about Brint? The sexy blush addict that uh, you guys killed by smashing. Oh, I wasn't part of that. I, w- I was hunting bears. No, I, I uh, meant Stanley. Stanley. I think, believe it, I mean, Stanley was definitely part of that smashing him. Oh, yeah, in the, the woods? Yeah, I, I genuinely lost sleep over that. <laughs> wow. I went to bed. I mean, I've never actually killed anybody, so I don't want to make a bold statement like I know what it's like now, but I went to bed with a feeling that can only be described as horrendous guilt, expecting any second for like police to come up to my door wow. and kick it down, and I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned all night. I would just oh. break out into a sweat. I, that decision put me in a weird place as a player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. We're just supposed to have fun playing D and D. Make a question of your humanity. It's interesting. It's interesting what things like that do to you. You know, I, yeah. I yeah. that's part of what makes it such a cool experience, and it also informs you know the the decisions that the character makes. Oddly enough, when I murdered uh, what's his name as Diane Talis, didn't bother me in the slightest. So, I I think there is a level of Stanley has a conscience that I'm aware of, and Diane Talis does not. Okay. Interesting. I mean, that's something decent to lose sleep over. The one that bothers me the most is that I once said the lion's den. And I don't think our world has lions, and Varel would know what a lion is, and it really bothered me. Well, there's lions around, maybe. Maybe. Skeletal remains, perhaps. That's uh, mm. uh, interesting, because... It's funny. I love that that's the thing. That yeah, I do too. That. That's actually great. That, that should, so happy. I don't want to say it should bug you, but I'm glad it does. Cause that's a really funny, that's a really funny up thing. On continuity. Ugh. I thought, I hope I, or I thought Kristen would for sure say the, the time she about killed everybody with the, and she almost killed herself with their freaking rocket launcher. That's what I thought you were going to bring up. No, no, I, no, because you know, the things that I try to have it so that the things that happen in game, are 100 percent yes that's the story just go with it right instead Mm -hmm. of regret sure um but there is a sad little secret it was too late because i had flynn and everything 
But Squirts had inspiration, so Squirts could have re-rolled. Oh, oh, no. And that keeps me awake sometimes, yeah. Oh, I love that. But the story had already moved on, so I I didn't feel like it was right to do in-game, so... Yeah. Wow, that's a that's quite. Well, I now didn't know we, we were gonna all get have regret over that. Yeah, <laughs> you got you to remember to use it. It's a, it's not even a miss on my. I can't feel bad from that. I just feel bad that I wish you had thought of it. Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. But this is a fun reveal for a bonus show. This is why people like bonus content. So well done. Though to well, be I'm, fair, I'm, it is so perfect. <laughs> you made a nurse character that like helped Nash through the birth, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you build the perfect character for the story. Yeah, yeah, we're. Oh, that's a great question, actually. Let's do a follow up. What was your inspiration for that nurse character? Oh, um, I've always wanted to create a, a Disney princess type character, and it's an idea I've had in my head for a long time because it's you know it's a female archetype, and who doesn't like to play with the archetypes mm-hmm. in D and D and see what you can pull from it? Sure. Um, but it never really came together until I sat down for a week and just thought it out and went with the whole wizard and her reading books, lots and lots of books. And whether she actually lived the lives of those classic princesses or not, that's still kind of... She, she reminds me, do you remember the Stuart character on that, um, on that Mad TV show? Oh, gosh, yes. And the, so he was always going, I can do it. Look what I can do and all that. But the mom, that's what it reminds me oh, of. Stuart. Even though, oh, no, don't you do that, Stuart. Yeah, oh, even, no. even though she's kind of like Midwestern and not at all like, you know, you're not really affecting that accent. There's something about her where she's just sort of pretending her son isn't the worst thing ever. And uh-huh. when you do the doctor, it's like you're giving birth to a fork and the guy's the father has one working eye and he smells and it's just the worst possible situation. And. And there's a fight happening outside the door and there's barrels and a, and a screaming, you know, goblin and all this stuff's going on. And it's like she's like Stuart's mom or she's just sort of pretending it's all fine. Now, don't worry, everyone just keep pushing. You know, that whole thing just totally is great. I don't know if anyone's told you how great that character is, but she's great. Thank you. Yeah. And speaking of great things, what are some choices you all are glad you've made? Oh, wow. And this is the hard one. <laughs> yeah. None of them. Dead silence. Glad. Mm. Uh, okay, I got one. Choice early on to be antagonistic with Stanley has been, was a was something I'm glad that we fun. chose to do. And I'm glad Stanley, a.k.a. John, chose to go along with it because it has created a really, some of the funniest moments I've experienced in the game have been these moments where Stanley's calling Nash on his bull crap or, you know, there's that weird, like they'll die for each, for each other in battle, but get us in a tavern and it's, you know, it's just this like obnoxious, almost like they're brothers sort of thing. And they're so opposite in their personalities. I just, I really dig that. So as a, as a, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a thing where you said today we will begin to have this relationship. So it wasn't that kind of decision, but it was one that just felt right. And I'm glad we did it. I like that. Yeah, it sort of just fell into it dynamically. And it was it was really, really cool to to see. And I mean, it was so informed by just like, well, here's, you know, here's Nash. He's going to just be this complete, like, quasi too serious goof. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just was the polar opposite of Stanley. And you just lean into the truth of that. And it's like, okay, these two 
are not going to see eye to eye ever on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. How about you, Varel? Oh, man, if we're talking like cosmic ripples, <laughs> probably going out that night at Dust Hill looking for a lingering goblin. Because of what wouldn't have happened if I didn't find Bok Bok. Mm. Like he would have mm. never declared himself Lizard King on the on the Fate Four that night, going out into the desert. We may have not burned down Slave Town. Like the 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 butterfly effect of Bok Bok <laughs> is huge. Yeah. The butterbok effect, we'll call it from now on. I like that. I'm gonna say that I think I might, the more I think about this, the more I might have the exact same answer for both regret and glad. And that is the decision to hand Dian Talus over to the principal. Ooh. As me, I hated it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Still do. Because I just loved playing him. Okay. But I think it was such a like, that was kind of the moment where for all his mopiness and all his like, self-seriousness i was like oh stanley's a good person and he Ah. he would not trade power for the right thing you know like he's he's willing to give up power to do what's right and it was foisted on him he didn't he didn't choose to have dying talus right it was yeah choice right yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not something he could control so I, I both love that decision because it, it really helped solidify who he was, but also, man, I miss Dying Talos. Well, actually, none of the party were, would be there for that unless they listened back. Like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know that it was not a choice, I don't think. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they were all... I don't know if that came up ever in a conversation. Sex worm. Yeah. Sex worm. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> It's kind of gross. How do you say it? On this one, this next one's for John. How many baby outfits will you have that are D&D themed and how many <laughs> Spider-Man? Uh, there's going to be a lot for sure. Uh, I've seen the registry that's being put together and I already know the ABCs of D&D is a book that's on there. It's a good one. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're already looking that direction for sure. Um, and as far as like baby onesies, uh, like there's a whole set of superheroes that are on the, uh, that I have my eye on, uh, and a little like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, oh, uh, Saiyan armor costume, which I saw and begged for us to have. So yes, the child will be dressed up constantly. I have been named the official dresser of the child as apparently it was clear that that was important to me. Wow. Hold on. Just for those not in the know, like me, who is Vegeta, what is that? You know what, Scott? You don't need words. I want to know because I know about the, the the Dragon Ball Z people are with all the hair and the you know they super sign and all that. I have enough knowledge of you know they're always fighting in the air and whatever. He's kind of the anti-hero of okay. that show. Okay, he's the moody one. Okay, he's the Nash Maggard of uh, <laughs> the series. And isn't he the one that screams it's over nine thousand? Yep, yep, he is. He's the one that screams it's over nine thousand. All right, then. Well, I've learned something, and I still won't watch it. So there you go. I was curious about the Heroes of the Waste character levels, so I found the D&D Beyond sheets on the wiki. While perusing, I noticed Nash is only proficient in three skills. What is his background, or did Scott decide not to take one? Um, 
so that goes with today's thing. I didn't. Take... I think it's a more rules oriented question. Oh, you mean that. why didn't I take the background that provides like perks and stuff? Yeah. Um, it's probably just that I screwed up initially and then never did much about it. Um, honestly, um, I was sort of just getting my head around D and D beyond. Got to remember prior to this uh, to this uh, campaign that we how long we've we been doing this since 2017 now. Whatever it's been. Oh, it's been at least two years. Okay. We're somewhere in the middle of year year three. Working on three, I guess. Um yeah, wow, guys, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. My the 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 previous D D game I'd played that more and, and I mean like full tabletop, not desk, you know, not some computer game, which I played a million of those, but was back in like ninety three or something. It was a long time ago. And um so I think I probably just screwed up. Uh, well, in, in your defense, uh, these are new, I think, newish features in 5e. Maybe they're in previous editions, but they're the most ignorable part of the whole thing. So, well, they, they definitely like, weren't. It's kind, of, like... it's kind of annoying because you get a list of backgrounds to select from, and it's not your background. And then you feel like you have to pick a subpar selection just to get the things. And yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like, if you want to take it, great. It's in the rules. I wouldn't argue with the player. But if somebody just didn't want to do it, I'd just be like, whatever. It's they remind me I uh, I'm playing Wastelands 3 right now or Wasteland 3 rather and it's got this system in it that's similar where I forgot what it's called oh they're called quirks. So you've got all your other setting or all your other stats and you can put points in whatever you want and he can be proficient in light guns, heavy mm-hmm. guns, melee whatever and then there's other stuff like animal talk, you know, animal communication, blah blah blah. Things your people are probably used to with these kinds of games, CRPGs. But one of the things is called quirks, and the quirks is a really weird system where it's there are features in there, but also there's bad stuff. So like you might get a plus two hundred percent to melee damage, but by choosing that, it's like a negative fifty to every other stat or something like that. Like it's if you just want to make a really dumb tank and all he can do is tank and he's dumb at everything else, then then maybe do that quirk. But they're also optional, so I mm-hmm. guess in sort of a, weird way i just didn't choose the option here but i, I i'm not going to pretend like i i just didn't yeah, know well, it was that, there that, those sound better than what dnd offers like that's even way more robust like it's literally just get to pick a few more skills so if you want to ha- be skilled in arcana yeah great yeah. and then do you want to know how to play a drum or use you know glass like it does give you some more stuff mm-hmm. but you could also just talk to the dm and you know here's my background i think i'd be good at these things that are in character creation and probably they're so low impact, like they have no impact on combat for sure. Yeah, that you probably can come to uh, understanding with your DM. Like yeah. you don't need to use the background rules for that stuff. I like how we talk about it as if you're not the guy I would talk to. I like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they don't have me. So. Right, that's true. They don't. Right. Go get your DM, guys. That's what we're saying. Get him <laughs> to cough up some cool stuff. Do that. Here's another rules based question: How did you guys do character builds? Rolling dice. Point by. Uh, we did rolling dice. Four d eight. Drop the lowest, and roll. I think we rolled six or I can't remember if we rolled seven or six times. I think we rolled six times. If the sum of your six rolls is lower than seventy, yeah, that's what the extra die dropped off of each four d six roll. You start again. The idea being, you want to with that one in a game, especially if you're planning on playing a long time or with newer players. You want to be certain that their main stat and their secondary stats like well covered because that has to do with probability of hitting. 
and it can be very unfun for your first games to not be able to have your spells and things succeed. Of course, if you did just 3D6 and, you know, in order and be very hardcore about it, um, you know, that might mean you can still roll really high and do that, but on average, you probably won't be hitting as often. And if you're playing a more rules-focused game, uh, more, you know, West Marches kind of deal, like, you'll want to... You know that'll be that'll be an appealing aspect of the game for you, uh, but for most players, it's it's not necessary. You'll want to at least have them be good in the stats that their class is uh, associated with. With Garpoon and with um, my clown character, neither of those. I just used D and D Beyond, sort of like, hey, do some random stuff for these for this class, and it does it does the waiting for you. So I didn't mm-hmm. do it that way, but yes, with Garp and everybody else, we did it. Or not Gerp, um, Nash and everybody else. We did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did standard array for, uh, the Minotaur guy. Yeah. Mysterious mm. business was standard array. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the question we've all been wanting to know. Ooh. How many box box would it take to beat Burrell in a fight? This is hand to hand only oh, no shit. eye weapons allowed. Oh, I love it. I mean, not just as a random aside, I don't remember. Kyle, do you remember? Didn't Bok Bok nearly kill you the first time he showed up? <laughs> like, he got a critical on a rock throw or something. I remember it being, yeah. like, perilous. And, and we were like, oh, my gosh, he just won this massive battle, and then well, a little goblin de- throwing de- rocks is going to kill him. Depends what level we're talking about, I guess. Well, yeah, we were, we're. this is just the fight that we had outside of town that I mentioned earlier as my sort of uh, Bok Bok butterfly moment. Because actually, that fight was when I first started grapple. No, 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 no. I, I fought the lizard folk dude, and I grappled him down. So that rest, became Brel style. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the the chan. And so, yeah, yeah, we got an epic wrestle there. I was almost dead by the time we got him back. But Bokpok now, I believe, is a ranger, right? Well, he's definitely got good berries. He's a ranger class, but it's really loose. I just I, that was more of a fun experiment to give him a class. Say he's rangery, yeah, yeah. So I think Bok Bok would probably win the initial start of things, particularly with the burst damage. But now I have a feature that lets me, if I roll a Constitution saving throw, I can keep alive raging even without the eye which is kind of an IE-ish feature. So I think in the end I could win it, but the initial start would be very rough. But how many Bok Boks? Oh, it oh, depends man. how much, dy- assuming they have the, his weapon of choice, dynamite style, <laughs> um, and he's pretty suicidal with it. Keep that in mind when you're calculating would, the number. Pharrell would probably light them all on fire too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wouldn't hurt Pharrell. He's immune to fire. Are you immune to fire? Not yet. Uh, isn't uh no no resistant, but isn't uh dynamite like fire and bludgeoning or something like it's split? Depends on which rules text. I think by default, explosives and dynamite are just straight up fire damage. But I know because we've had a more futuristic setting that I've included um, slashing damage to represent shrapnel from explosives. But that's like homebrew. Oh. So if we're talking. Each Bok Bok sacrifices their life. I'd say about four. Three to get me down to zero, and then the fourth one 
you know, deals with the last remains. Yeah. Dynamite doesn't do that much damage. It's like 3d6 per dynamite, actually. I would pay money to see this animated feature you guys are describing. It'd be great. <laughs> For real. Like just Bok Bok. Yeah, there's like a swarm of Bok Bok trying to take down. I don't think Bok Bok could, could defeat him anymore. Can it just be, can, can someone rotoscope the Matrix 2 fight and have Neo <laughs> be Pharrell and all the Agent Smiths be Bok Boks? Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> instead of martial arts one. it's dynamite yeah might even might even uh go to a movie theater for the, for the first time in six months to see that the seeing is the health squad may be on break for a bit of time based on the end of last episode what were everyone's favorite character moments from the health squad sessions i can start this one off i thought uh scott when you made up the clown car ritual <laughs> that was the funniest thing <laughs> Oh yeah, I was, heard in a while. That, I was in tears. That was pretty good. I, uh oh, that's a hard one. I mean, I really enjoyed that. Probably that's what Angela. Anything said. with <laughs> anything with the uh, <laughs> Doctor Spiders, like I need to learn more. You know, like just like that inquisitive, like let's take him to my lab and do some weird shit to this corpse, and and science was everything to him. Um, John, it reminds me of the maker a little bit like that, that idea that, you know, Reed Richards in our timeline is like thoughtful and has, you know, ethics and everything. And then, but this version of him from another universe is all about the science and doesn't give two. he's like, you know, he's like the, whoever Hitler's doctor was, it was doing all those weird experiments. There's something about that portrayal that really tickled me every time he did anything. So I was always hoping for more Dr. Spider stuff. Yeah, any any evening with Doctor Spider, uh, you know, having dinner, performing surgeries, questioning people, like whenever he took charge and was just like, "I've got a plan." Yeah, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he sat everybody down, I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna just be entertained for the next five to ten minutes, and I'm gonna be so happy." Yeah, and it kind of channeled what's his name in uh, "There Will Be Blood." There's, that's what I kept thinking. I know it yeah. isn't who he based it on, but that's who I kept picturing. Yeah. Just, I just kept hearing Every it. time he sat I down, I just pictured, now you have a milkshake. I am strong. <laughs> All the way over. Exactly. Like there is. And he even had a baby. He just needed a, it's my boy, JB. <laughs> you will drink your milkshake. Like it was just a really, a really, a really cool. I don't know. That whole thing. It's funny. It's it's one of the characters I haven't drawn yet. And I probably will, but it's daunting because what I picture in my head is a lot of detail and a lot of stuff that I haven't been ready to just like go for yet. Cause he's just a, he's a fascinating looking dude in my head. And I wonder how different it'd be from everybody else's image of him. But that anytime he would say anything, I would, I would kind of like, I felt like I was getting ready for a story and it was, it was great. Oh, you guys. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, but Varel sucks. We hate Varel. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, he sucks so bad. Just kidding. Get him it's out. Like, yeah, get him out of there. Uh, how do you feel about your character? How, how do you feel about how your characters are developing from the start to today? Uh, there's another any regrets on the end, so maybe the same person, but we can go with positives, negatives. Mm. I mean, for Nash, he started, my initial thing with him was a lot more self-serious. And mm. from about episode two, where he says, I don't even know if I have a heart, um, that changed. He became 
stupidly self-serious and then also, <laughs> you know, dumbly curious. And I don't know they, he took, he evolved in a way that, that I didn't plan on, but I really like how it's gone. So, and it isn't all just for laughs. It's a lot of it is just like, I like a character who's a bit of a bumbler, but at the end of it, under, under that crusty shell, there's like a, you know, somebody who wants to try to do good and live up to his alignment a little bit. And I don't know. He, I'm very happy with how he's, I don't really have anything negative to say about where Nash is right now. Sometime. I think it's funny. If you go back and listen to episode zero, which in some ways, I guess I'm encouraging you to do. And in some ways I would not recommend doing <laughs> it's a, it's a really weird trip to go down. Um, I think maybe with the exception of Varel every character comes across incredibly different from where they wound up. And uh, just from how they sound to their goals, Mm. to, you know, where they think they're going to be. It's an amazing kind of time capsule. And yeah, Stanley is completely different than the character I, I picked. I thought he was going to be almost an antagonist to the group, always causing trouble, always pushing the wrong and a bad agenda on everybody Mm. and uh, operating a lot in the shadows. And just, I pictured something completely different than what I got, but I'm happy with how he's developing. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good point worth mentioning too, as we have people who are experimenting with D and D and stuff like that. Um, that's why a DM might say, don't come up with too much background or don't come up, be too, too definitive about the personality of your character. Like you should do those things, but bear in mind that you're yourself and your characters is other thing you're picturing, but you're playing that character. And it's often a challenge. How can I be a better person or be a more evil person than I am today? Like I have to imagine that, but your player tendencies also end up pushing through your intellectual concept of what your character is. And they sit somewhere kind of in the middle. It's you trying to be the thing that you imagine, but then in the moment you default to your thought patterns, not the thought patterns of the character. So it's always a good idea to try and make them adjacent to your personality, because then that divide is not so wide that, you know, you can't relate. It's it's why uh, the, the other thing you can't relate, but it's not consistent. It maybe ruins it a little bit. You know, it's, it's better if your concept is more in line with who you are as a person. It can be easier, at least for when you're first starting. That's not to suggest you shouldn't play something completely different from you, but it takes practice. Yeah. And so John bringing that up just sort of points out that like everyone had this like idea of what you were, but you're you're about to undertake a journey to experience the world so that concept could get thrown out by session two Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden you have to decide between a baby dying or a village and only one of them can live and you've got to make that choice and what does that say about your character and it's not what you intellectually thought it was going to be when you're imagining the character so it's cool anyways it is pretty cool i would recommend for for like a real world example of this if you don't want to go listen to our horrible uh, episode zero thing Go watch like it's not horrible. I'm well, proud of episode zero. Not horrible, but I'm I'm with John on like uh, I'm halfway between recommending it and saying don't go near it. But but if you are if if you want an example that what what I'm what I think we're trying to get at is if you go watch 
any season one episode of The Simpsons and then go watch a season five episode of The Simpsons. You'll see the difference. And by difference, I mean nobody knows on episode one. Bob's Burgers, mostly animated stuff, but just about any show, animation styles, just a little different. What they planned on in the beginning didn't stick all the way through. The voices alter. They change. The attitudes of the characters change. Like You see that in, in scripted, written things like that. So it's to me, it's no mystery that it would happen to us in a more improv setting like this. So to me, that's what it feels like. Like Nash in the beginning is, you know, early season Simpsons. Mash in the, in the or Nash now is, I said Mash. Like season five of Mash. No, it's, it's like season five, season six of the Simpsons now where I kind of know what he is and this is pretty much who he'll always be. And I don't know. There's, there, there's, there's a, there's a similarity there that I can't get out of my head. It feels like that. That's all of them, isn't it? Is that all our questions? Oh, we've got some more. Uh, what color is the blood of Skunk Henriksen? <laughs> <laughs> is that blood of Skunk Henry? What color is the blood of Blood Skunk Henriksen? Uh, it is red. Um, he bleeds red. That's how I picture it. So uh, unless anyone pictured something different, I pictured him bleeding Was red, it like a candy cane red. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it did, like a horrible crimson, <laughs> awful crimson. Does it red. come out like in red and white stripes? It's <laughs> no. rainbow chip frosting for some reason. <laughs> no, he bleeds like everybody else bleeds, which is a sign that he is not the the Harlequin. Yeah, I want to play. I want to play a character that bleeds like Dairy Queen ice cream or something. But the Harlequinari are not. The way I see them, and Bo may see them differently, but I don't see them as, oh, they're just straight-up clowns. They're just, they're, how do I explain That's this? That's how I see them. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, a fair, it's a fair point, but it's like saying the Cardassians look like lizard people, so they must be lizards. You know what I mean? Like, they, they okay. he is, it's meant to be all patchy, ugly white skin, and the lips are far too red, and he grins too much, so he's kind of a psychopath. And his, you know, his breath shudders when he speaks and that sort of thing. But it's more like just, ooh, this this hideous demonic being is kind of like a horrible clown. But then again, I did lean into clown tropes like the car and all that. So, yeah. No, he's great. Yeah. Demon clown. I mean, it's a fair question, I think. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. So red is the answer. Like the color of a, of a, of a. Of a horn, or what do they call those? A honking nose on a on a uh, clown. Oh, maybe that's why that nose is depicted as red. Yeah, exactly. It's full of blood. Mm. <laughs> I learned big, something new. It's just a big blood cyst on his face, full of blood. It's so. like Nash's eye, but stuck on the nose. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Yeah, he did have a penis too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> The clown. I mean. It didn't come up in the game, no, so I have to tell you now. Yeah. He's got a penis. We, we, we all wanted to know. Just it was just know. the question. Is the elephant in the room? Yeah, the elephant the trunk dog. in the room. <laughs> Does it 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 I wish I could answer that question. Oh my god, <laughs> Ooh, that's great. Uh, there's a question here. Where did you get the name Liriel from? I've been using it as a character name for D&D and WoW, as well as other RPGs for quite some time, so it's been interesting to hear it regularly. I got it from a book series, Sabriel Liriel Abhorson. Uh, it was, I was just searching through names, and uh, Ariel is the princess from my generation. Oh, right. Uh, Little Mermaid came out when I was two, and that was the one I had on repeat. So the L at the end is very, you know, 
French and feminine. So wait, you were tw- two when in you- 1987? 89. 89. What the frick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. I was gonna say that was on repeat when I was like eleven. Yeah. or Twelve. <laughs> I still have, and I promise I'm not trying to make this bonus episode about wieners, but I have, I have that old, (laughs) do you know that VHS? It's the danger we take when we record it. That's right. But you guys know about the two different cases, the DV or the VHS tapes. I do. Yeah. And the one has like dildos and stuff all over it. I have that over there on a shelf and I'm never getting rid of it. Totally looks like it. It's amazing. I have it as well. It's at my parents' house, but yeah. Mm -hmm. They changed it because that artist, I think he is now on the record as saying, yeah, I was like disgruntled and I put wieners Who's all disgruntled. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty great. It's better to be a gruntled employee. Yeah. Always be gruntled if you can. Do your best. Uh I think that's I was gonna uh, say time. I picked up on that when you provided oh, you the, there was a hint of little mermaid in it and I was like, oh yeah. Okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. I appreciated no, it's it a cool as name. a little mermaid fan. It's a really cool name. And I like I say that character is just rad. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this week, uh, this month rather. We'll be back next month with more bonus content and your questions. And that's the important bit. So if you haven't done it, there will be dungeons. Uh, or is it there be? No, it'll, it's there will be dungeons at gmail.com. That's the email address. Or just go straight to the site, there will be dungeons.com. Submit them on the form there. Uh, if you can't do that and you'd rather just send us a tweet, we want, we all look at those as well. So happy I, well, to- I, yeah, yeah, and actually just on the discord too, if, if you said a question that didn't get answered, you still would like an answer. Maybe toss it in the DM questions channel that exists too. So I can get to it. Great idea. Can get to it. No, that's a great idea. And if it, uh, we decide to put it on the next show, we'll pull it in there, but we need your questions to make these work. And we really appreciate those who send them in. So thank you all very much. That'll do it for us, for all of us, to all of you have a good month. 